Section 5 of Light Science for Leisure Hours. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ashley M. Light Science for Leisure Hours by Richard A. Proctor. Ank the Astronomer. The years which have passed since Ank died have witnessed notable changes in the aspect of the science he loved so well. But we must look back over more than half a century if we would form an estimate of the position of astronomy when Ank's most notable work was achieved. At Seaburge, under Lindenau, Ank had been perfecting himself in the higher branches of mathematical calculation. He took the difficult work of determining the orbital motions of newly discovered comets under his special charge, and Dr. Bronze tells us that every comet which was detected during Ank's stay at Seaburge was subjected to rigid scrutiny by the indefatigable mathematician. Before long, a discovery of the utmost importance rewarded his persevering labors. Pons had detected, on November 26, 1818, a comet of no very brilliant aspect, which was watched first at Marseilles and then at Mannheim until December 29th. Ank next took up the work, and tracked the comet until January 12th. Combining the observations made between December 22nd and January 12th, he assigned to the body a parabolic orbit. But he was not satisfied with the accordance between the path and the observed motions of the body. When he attempted to account for the motions of the comet by means of an orbit of comparatively short period, he was struck by the resemblance between the path thus deduced and that of Comet 1, 1805. Gradually, the idea dawned upon him that a new era was opening for science. Hitherto, the only periodical comets which had been discovered except Lexels, the lost comet, had traveled in orbits extending far out into space beyond the paths of the most distant known planets. But now Ank saw reason to believe that he had to deal with a comet traveling within orbit of Jupiter. On February 5th, he wrote to the eminent mathematician Gauss, pointing out the results of his inquiries, and saying that he only waited for the encouragement and authority of his former teacher to prosecute his researches to the end toward which they already seemed to point. Gauss, in reply, not only encouraged Ank to proceed, but counseled him as to the course he should pursue. The results we all know. Ank showed conclusively that the newly discovered comet travels in a path of short period, and that it had already made an appearance several times in our neighborhood. From the date of this discovery, Ank took high rank among the astronomers of Europe. His subsequent labors by no means fell short of the promise which this, his first notable achievement, had afforded. If he affected less as an astronomical observer than many of his contemporaries, he was surpassed by few as a manipulator of those abstruse formulae by which the planetary perturbations are calculated. It was to the confidence engendered by this skill that we owe his celebrated discovery of the acceleration of the motion of the comet mentioned above. Assured that he had rightly estimated the disturbances to which the comet is subjected, he was able to pronounce confidently that some cause continually, though all but imperceptibly, impedes the passage of this body through space. And so, by one of those strange relations which the student of astronomy is familiar with, the continually retarded comet travels ever more swiftly along continually diminishing orbit. Brun's Life of Ank is well worth reading, not only by those who are interested in Ank's fame and work as an astronomer, but by the general reader. Ank the Man is presented to our view, as well as Ank the Astronomer. 
with loving pains the pupil of the great astronomer handles the theme he has selected the boyhood of Enck, his studies his soldier life in the great uprising against napoleon in eighteen thirteen and his work at the seabridge observatory his labors on comets and asteroids his investigations of the transits of seventeen sixty one and seventeen sixty nine his life as an academician and as director of an important observatory his orations at festival and funeral and lastly his illness and death are described in these pages by one who held ank in grateful remembrance as teacher and master and as a fatherly friend not the least interesting feature of the work is the correspondence introduced into its pages we find ank in communication with humboldt with bessel and shrew with Hansen, Olbers, and Arslander, with the host, in fine, of living as well as of departed men of science. From Nature, March 10, 1870. End of Section 5. Recording by Ashley M.